If you do nothing, there is less to experience, less to love, and less to learn. The fear of failing is the scariest part, and it stops most people from starting. The only way to get to where you want to go is to take a step in that direction. And the best way to do that is simply to begin. When it comes to building a business empire online while intentionally cultivating a thriving life at home with kids, well, there is no roadmap. It's not easy. But the great news is we're not alone. We live in a crazy world that is truly unlike any other time in our history. And if you're like me, you've got an impact of your own to make. But you're not willing to sacrifice your relationship with those that you love in order to get it. My name is Stephanie Dove Blake, and this is the Powerful Parenting Journey podcast, where we'll journey together to learn what it means to be a truly powerful parent. Let's go. Wow, I just got off the podcast with Marley Jacks. And one of the things that came up towards the end of that episode was Marley was talking about how in whenever she was growing up, her mom always kind of seemed tired, but she was handmaking their Halloween costumes and making pasta from scratch and making every meal a homemade meal and folding all the laundry and all of those things. But she was always tired and how Marley has made a decision and a choice in her life to you know, outsource those things so that she can get on the floor with a, her her kid and and a puzzle, right? And you know, I'm just reflecting back to my own parenting journey. And man, I have to tell you that there were so many years where I felt that guilt and I felt shackled down because if someone else helped me out with these things, well, actually, for the most of the time, I couldn't afford to have help. But when we got to a place where we were able to. It was very much so uh, a matter of, am I still mom enough? If I relinquish these responsibilities in my life, am I still mom enough? And if you're listening to this, you it's either might be you or or maybe or maybe there might be an entrepreneur here who, you know, has a spouse that still is holding on to every single chore, every single thing inside the house when in reality, it's very possible that a lot of that stuff can be outsourced. There's a very real kind of coming to the truth of of what you believe about parenthood and your role maybe as a mother and coming around and asking yourself, what does it really mean and what does it look like? And furthermore, what do I value? And so whenever I was in the weeds, um, full on homeschooling, all four kids, well, I mean, I had a baby on my hip, you know, nursing still and homeschooling three kids, making all the meals, doing all the laundry. And I was still starting a business. I was, I was starting a business. I mean, I've, I've always had some form of some business, whether it was selling beauty control, LuLaRoe, or one point I made carved candles. Um, at another point, I actually had a pocket beagle business, um, like all sorts of crazy stuff that I had going on. But at this point in my life, oh man, I was so overwhelmed. I was doing so much and I was really young. So, I, you know, I didn't really feel it necessarily physically so much. But, oh my gosh, the the time that I, I did not have for my kids. And, you know, that's where a lot of my struggle came from because I knew that I wanted to stay connected to my children. But I was finding myself, you know, at the end of the day, having done all the things and like, man, I, I didn't prioritize spending time with my kids. And so that's where, you know, I really got desperate to get creative. How do I make this work? And maybe it looks like my dishes aren't going to get done at the end of the day. Maybe it looks like I'm going to get behind on laundry. Maybe it's going to look like the vacuum doesn't, the, uh, the floor doesn't get vacuumed. And I have to, I had to be okay with that at times because I had to choose my kids over a clean house, a clean, like the, a clean house as my brain imagined it, right? We have these standards in our head and 
And we had previously been overseas as missionaries. And there was this one woman who I just have so much love and respect for. Uh, and her house was always immaculate. It was beautiful, minimalistic, never cluttered, and always clean. And of course, in Thailand, she had a meban, uh, which was someone who comes in and like they help keep your house clean. But at the same time, she managed that house. And for the longest time, her model and her home was the standard in my brain for what my house needed to look like if I was going to be a successful mother because she was a successful mother and she homeschooled, right? And so I brought that mentality back with me once we came back over to the United States, but you know, I didn't have the help, right? And and I I in order to do all the things including business and you know, keeping kids fed and keeping clothes on our backs that don't smell disgusting. <laughs> Something had to give. And I had to come to a reckoning with myself of like, I'm willing and I, and I actually want to let these things not take priority in my life so that I can prioritize my relationship with my kids. Because I don't want to be the memory in my kid's brain of like, yeah, mom did all of this great stuff. Or, you know, mom started this incredible business. And Mom did this or that, but man, she was just always so tired. You know, she didn't feel like playing. She didn't feel like doing that extra thing, right? And I've definitely had seasons of my life where I have been that mom and been so tired and just not had any more energy or creative uh, creative energy to give to my kids to play because play takes a certain level of creative energy for the most part. Sometimes whenever you're really down and out, you can get by on uh, just getting on the floor with your kid and they've got Legos. And I, I still remember one time I was so exhausted from the day. We'd had an abnormal day of activities. I had taken the kids to the pool. I'd, I'd had a sales call. I had uh, done like a couple loads of laundry and at dinner was ready and I had dinner on time and all these different things, right? And I was like so exhausted. And I still remember one of my kids, you know, was sitting there in the living room floor and they had gone and gotten a bucket of Legos out and they had built a little thing and they were like, mommy, come play with me, come play with me. And I'm like, oh my gosh, the last thing in my life that I want to do right now is sit down and like make voices and pretend like I'm this little Lego person, like shoot me now. But uh, I knew that this kid really wanted that. So I went and I, I literally laid down, I got a pillow, I put my head on that pillow and I was laying there sideways and <laughs> I was like, woo, here we go, let's play. And I was looking at my child's face and this child, you know, it might've been the age, but they didn't know the difference. They were just so happy to be playing with me. And they were like, oh no, mommy, look over here. You know, and like, we're just playing back and forth. And I'm not my normal, like my my best mom self that I picture when I'm playing with my kids. It's full of energy and like thinking creatively about how to make this even funner. You know, it was just me showing up and that meant the world to that kid. And even though I was truly half-heartedly playing, it still made a difference, right? I still showed up. And, and I think that that can be really powerful for us as parents to take that effort or um, make that effort and sit down even whenever we're tired. Or maybe it's just reading a book. Sometimes my kids would want to do stuff and play and I would default to, hey, let's just read a book together. And they might have thrown a little bit of a fit at first, but as we would dive into a book every time without fail, they would get enthralled in the book and we would be reading together and we get to share a story together. And there's so much power in that. Something else that I'd love to share with you is just that, you know, in all of the homeschooling journeys, 
for a little while there, I tried to bring school in into our home. So I thought I had to have textbooks. I needed a school desk and we needed to start at this time, end at this time. We needed to say the Pledge of Allegiance. And that's how my first year or two of homeschooling went until I realized, oh my gosh, what am I doing? This is not working for my child. This is not working for me. And I started learning about something called Charlotte Mason method uh, for homeschooling and this literary approach to homeschooling. And so within a couple of years, I had completely switched all of our curriculum over to literary based curriculum. Well, I mean, with the exception of like math, um, even science, there was some really great things that we were able to do that included science kits, but it was based off of books and it was so fascinating. And I feel like a lot of uh, the main core memories and core connections that we built together uh, were a lot of it came in the time period of sitting down and and having an experience together when reading a book and experiencing a story together, the highs and the lows. And we we share that journey in our memory together. And uh, it's just so powerful. So sometimes maybe you don't feel like getting down on the floor and playing or wrestling or going outside or doing the thing, but maybe you could just sit down and read a book. And actually that plays into something I want to mention today. Hey, powerful parents, Stephanie here. I hope you're enjoying the show so far. Did you know that statistics show that 88% of Americans say they eat dinner with their family every night or a few times a week? I think that's a pretty awesome stat. But if you're anything like me and you're an entrepreneur, then after a day filled of putting out fires and maybe various events testing your patience, sometimes it's hard to think of questions that can help you really connect with your kids beyond the standard, how was your day? When my kids were just littles, I put together a list of questions to solve this problem and to help us have something to connect with over dinner time. And now I would love to share my curated dinner questions with you. This is good for littles and for bigs. There's lots of different varying questions in there. And these questions are going to help to ensure that the conversation is not just lively, but will bring you closer to your children while you enjoy a delicious meal together. As a listener of this podcast, you can get access to these questions at www.powerfulparentingtribe.com. Once you're there, make sure to type in your best email and I'll have my team shoot over the questions for you. Once you get the questions, I encourage you to make this a family affair, print them out, have your kids help you cut them out. We even grabbed a mason jar and my kids decorated it. And that's where we put all of our questions. And that same mason jar still sits on or near our dinner table to this day. We've been using these questions for close to eight years now, and I've really enjoyed the fun conversation and connection that's come from them. I hope your family enjoys them as much as mine have. Again, that's www.powerfulparentingtribe.com. Now back to the show. I actually have some favorite books that are sitting on my desk because I was in a mastermind coaching call and we were diving in and we were talking about how sometimes entrepreneurs, you know, <laughs> um, we just get to the point where we can see something that we want to create. Like, for instance, this podcast is the perfect example. I listen to podcasts. I love podcasts. And I know what a good podcast is. And so whenever I started this podcast and I listened back to my first couple of interviews, which I don't even think they're the first ones that went live on this on this uh, actual the actual podcast. It was just the people that I interviewed first, not the ones that came out on the podcast first. Uh, and I cringe, like just absolutely cringe inside because I know that while it's not horrible, I know what how, what it sounds like to be listening to a, a good podcaster that has, you know, they've put in their hours, they have interviewed all these people and oh my gosh, they're just so fluid and they're so good and they don't stutter and you know, all these things. And so um, for the longest time, you know, that kept me from starting the podcast. I was like, oh my gosh, well, what would I say? 
you know, what if I, you know, I have ADHD brain and sometimes I call it like a queen, a clean swipe. Sometimes I'll get distracted by something and then every single bit of whatever it was I was thinking is just gone. And when you're interviewing someone, that's not helpful. <laughs> so I had all this fear and, and nervousness around starting this podcast. And I'm so glad that I was able to overcome it because it's, it's another example of exactly what one of these books is talking about that's sitting on my desk. So it's called Trying by uh, Kobe Yamada. And Kobe Yamada, I think, you know, really hit the jackpot. She, uh, this person wrote three different books called What What Do You Do With an Idea? What Do You Do With a Chance? And What Do You Do With a Problem? And I cannot recommend these books any more highly. Like I'll put some links on our show notes so you can check them out. Um, but this one was uh, introduced later and it's called Trying. And then on the back of the book, I love this quote. It says, attempt what you can't in order to find out what you can. Oh, I just love it. I love it so much. And, and, and essentially, uh, it's about a young boy who sees a, a, a sculptor and he's sculpting this magnificent piece of art. And, and the boy is just like, man, I'd love to be able to do that. And the boy and, and the sculptor is like, well, just do it. And, and he says, oh, I could never do that. And he said, well, how do you know? And he's like, well, I just know. And, and then he goes on and he's like, hey, you know what? Essentially tells the boy, like, look, you will be able to do this, but you have to start. You have to try. Um, and then the boy expresses, you know, I'd rather just watch. I can mess things up if I can't mess things up if I just watch. And, and the sculptor is like, ah, yes, but if you do nothing, it feels safe. But everything stays the same. If you do nothing, there is less to experience, less to love, and less to learn. The fear of failing is the scariest part, and it stops most people from starting. The only way to get to where you want to go is to take a step in that direction. And the best way to do that is simply to begin. Ugh, you guys, and that's just in the first couple pages of this book. It's, it's definitely a book that you just read quickly, probably like a seven or eight minute read to your kid. And, and, and the artistry in this book is just absolutely beautiful. I think you know, I think back to my childhood and, and books weren't a big deal in, in, in my childhood, but there were a couple of books and actually a few of them I still have as an adult, which is a really, truly a miracle if you know my life. Um, but one of those was Little Bear. And I just, I remember the images of Little Bear in that book are burned in my memory. And so whenever I found that copy of Little Bear that I had from a little kid that I hadn't seen in 20, 25, 30 years, I don't know how long, um, you know, I, I was a, an experience. I'm sure there's some cool word for that experience, but oh my gosh, I was like seeing something that I've longed to see, but didn't know I was longing to see. And oh, it was just so awesome. So I want to encourage you guys to check these books out and to, you know, think about creative ways. That's the other thing I love about Marley. She, she has that showmanship inside of her. And so she brings that into how she hosts events and that bleeds out into how she's spending time with her kids. And, you know, where find the the show showmanship parent inside of you. For me, this used to come out a lot in, in homeschooling. And I remember one time we were studying, uh, what were we studying? We were studying the desert as an ecosystem and we were learning about the dung beetle. And uh, instead of just like reading text and maybe drawing a dung beetle, I actually had my kids act out every animal and plant which is funny, but it, I, we did the plants too. <laughs> um, uh, that was in the desert that we had learned about. And so I had them get on the ground and then I would say, all right, here we go, guys. All right. All right. Some, uh, some rain is coming. What are you going to do? And, and the dung beetle basically sticks its rear end up in the air so it can catch a water drop. And then it goes down into its mouth or orifice or whatever. So anyway, but my kids remember that they remember 
being on the ground and and me leading the charge on them being dung beetles, which is like, okay, of all the memories, that one, huh? But either way, you know, how can you bring some fun and some imagination and, and get in touch with your, your childhood self? Um, also, another good way to pull that out in you is uh, I love watching, I think it was Finding Neverland and then also Hook is another really great uh, movie that just kind of brings out the inner child. And uh, sometimes I just have to remember and, and watch something that reminds me of what it's like to be a child and the imagination and wonder that can be sitting everywhere. And so anyway, I'm going to wrap it up. I just wanted to give you some thoughts after having that incredible chat with Marley. I just want to encourage you guys to really find the ways that work for you to connect with your kids. And thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for sharing with others uh, what's going on in this podcast. And I would love to hear from you. If you have questions around screens or things that you're dealing with that you'd like me to address on this podcast, I would love to hear from you. So um, please come on over to Facebook, Instagram, uh, send me a message. I would love to hear from you. Thank you guys so much. I truly hope you enjoyed our episode today on the Powerful Parenting Journey podcast. Make sure to hit follow and subscribe so that you don't miss out on any upcoming episodes. You're not going to want to miss a thing. I promise. If you were impacted by this episode, do me a favor and leave a review with a comment. I read every one of them and I also pass them along to our guests. If this episode made you think of someone, go ahead, take a screenshot and share this episode with them or post it on your social media to share with friends. You can catch the show notes for this episode and any mentioned links at powerfulparenting.com forward slash podcast. If you want to see more behind the scenes with me and my guests, be sure to find me on Instagram or Facebook. It's where we can have deeper conversations on these podcasts. Take care. And remember, it's not about being a perfect parent. It's about taking each day and working on showing up powerfully for our kids. They deserve it. And you are the parent for the job. See you on the next episode.